Hi, this is Tom from the Happiness Quotient. Thank you for dropping by. You are one of my favorite listeners because if you're listening to this episode, you're hearing it before we changed our name to the Happiness Quotient. Just so you won't be surprised when you listen, you'll hear me talk about Baker Street with Tom Pollard. Believe me, you are in the right place. We've changed our name, but the excellence of the podcast just keeps getting better. Before we get to the episode, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe wherever you're listening, and I hope you'll visit my Patreon page for exclusive content at patreon.com slash thehappinessquotient, and take a look at my YouTube page of the same name, where there are many Everest and music-related episodes, adventure-related podcast elements that can't be found here on the podcast itself. Thanks for being here. If you like what you hear, be sure to leave me a review, a rating, and share it with someone you care about. Now, on with the show. Welcome to Baker Street. This is Tom Pollard. Thank you for coming back again. It has been a long couple of weeks, lots going on. I am eagerly watching the last of the crop, if you will, of monarch caterpillars turning into the chrysalis and flying away. And the the late season monarch butterflies are the ones that catch the thermals and fly down to Mexico for our winter and then they come back and lay the eggs and those are the eggs of the of the monarchs that hatch back up here on our patches of milkweed that we see flying around in the summertime and I reluctantly release summer and slowly bring autumn in And it's been a good autumn. I'm still having fire pits. I got a good fire pit last night. It was warm and and got in just in time. And then a couple of hours later, after I was sound asleep, I was woken by the sound of rain, and it was very peaceful. So it's kind of an interesting time of year. I always feel a little melancholy this time of year as summer slips away and, and the cooler evenings settle in. I do love fall foliage, but... I'd take summer pretty much any time. I just love the warm weather and walking around barefoot outside, and that's kind of my groove. We are together again on Baker Street, so come on in, and why don't you guys put your feet up, get the most comfortable chair in the living room, because today we're going to talk about destiny and our calling and primarily why one should never tell a lie. It's not going to be a long podcast right to the point, rip your heart out and then set you free to go look for your own uh, monarch butterflies flying off to Mexico like I think that some of us wish we could for the warm weather down there. We are listening to my man, Lobo Loco, and I picked this song not only because I love his music, but the name of the song is Bad Old 
daemons. And for those of you who have ever read about or read Socrates, he talked about his daemon, not his demon, but a daemon being a, a sixth sense, if you will, a voice that would speak to him when a thought or, or an urge came upon him uh, that was improper or, or immoral, the daemon would speak to him and, and, and remind him that, that it would be better for him to not do what it was he was thinking about or about to say. So bad old daemons. The ba- daemons in, in the context from what I just shared with you are, are really good, but, but they, they linger and are, uh, call us to our attention, the bad things that can go through our mind. And that's why uh, also I picked it was because we're going to talk a little bit about destiny and calling and, and why one should never tell a lie. When we do not act in accordance to the central spirit of our being, we become off kilter. And I say that meaning we have been put on this planet and, and there's this fire that burns within us that some listen to and some do not. And millions and millions of people live their entire lives never truly listening to their central spirit or, or, or of their being and die and and when those people die for every person who dies never having followed that central spirit the world ends up a a colder place and so the calling of this episode is to to urge all to listen to the central spirit of our being to avoid becoming off kilter this world is very, very difficult. The Buddha said that life is suffering, and, and but for our ways to transcend that, we can accept that. We can understand, yes, that that life is suffering, and in so doing, we can experience the vicissitudes of, of life, the ups and the downs, and and in 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 order to do that, we have to let go of attachment. Attachment not only to our material objects or to the love or affection of another or attachment to our own bodies, or if you will, of living here because we're all going to die. That much is assured and we're going to lose things that we love or that we desire. And so if we were able to let go of our attachments and accept that Everything is change constantly. The change is everywhere. That is the one thing that will always be happening. A beautiful feeling will change. It will go away. An awful feeling will change. That will also go away. And everyone knows deeply in their heart that there's a calling, a central spirit. Everyone knows it. We're all human. We've been put on this planet for a purpose. And go back in some of my earlier episodes and I talk about the purpose of life, that that ability and that that freedom for us to go and explore our creativity all as one, as connected to the source we which we all are. So some whom the, the world often chastises or, or conversely champions for living their own calling are 
heedless to the judgment and rejection of others because they know that their central calling is tantamount to their survival, to their own, if you will, their way of transcending the fact that there is suffering, that there's sadness, that there is death, that we're all going to die. So we have to look at those people who have who have gotten up the courage to live the life that they were meant to be on this earth for and and understand that it that somewhere deep within them they have a gratitude for everything everything that happens in their life the the good the bad the ugly the indifferent and for me personally i've spoken about this before in losing my brother to suicide my soulmate my best friend it it completely threw my world off kilter i was you know, I, I was I was gonzo, baby. I, you know, my dad had passed away only three months before, and my brother kind of rallied, and and then boom, you know, he he was gone, and and I, the 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 rug was swept out from underneath my feet. Any any bullshit lie I'd ever told myself about you know me transcending suffering was I was I was on my ass. I was I was right on the ground. And so, you know, and also God knows I look in the mirror and know that that ugliness of of whatever moved my brother to do what he did is within me. It's in us all. We all have that capacity for evil and ugliness, but but we also have a deep and profound and undying capacity for love, for for joy and 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 the people who truly embrace that, who understand that, that that every any person who is happy, who who comes from that place of love, makes the world a better place. Those people who do that actually wish not only for their lives to get better each day, but for the lives of those around us, even our, if you will, enemies. I've spoken about Ubuntu, that that notion that. When one wins, the community wins. When one succeeds and, and, and loves, the community succeeds and loves. And imagine what a world it would be if we were to encourage just one other human being every day, just in the smallest way. I have a close friend and she's a middle school teacher and and I I had this conversation with her recently and and talked about how important it is. You know, I I love kids. I could never be a teacher. I couldn't do it. I used to think, oh man, you know, there's oh such an easy job. It's not. It's such a big job, but I could never do it. I I always had to be flitting off around the world on this adventure or that adventure. But but here are these teachers, they, they, they stand in front of this class and in this classroom there's 20 kids or, or 25 middle school kids, 12, 13, some going through puberty, some who are outcasts, of, some who are, you know, the, the stud or the hot shot or the, or the girl who's pretty and all these different levels. And, and we never know what, what insecurities or fears are within them. And, and back to that conversation with my friend who was the school teacher i said can you imagine how incredible it would how incredible it would be for each kid in 
in every class that you teach for every single kid to hear maybe once a week, because every day you can't do it, but every week or maybe every two weeks or 10 days, that every single kid that comes into that classroom is told how capable they are individually of such great things and how beautiful and perfect they are just the way they are and all that they have to do, just one small thing they have to do. Yup, this is the thing that cripples people is have the courage to embrace the central spirit of what burns within them. Now, for a kid who maybe has a parent who tells them that they're good for nothing and they'll never amount to anything, and I never had that. My parents were so cool, and they told me how amazing I was, probably almost over the top. But there are kids out there who go home, and their parents tell them, you are a piece of trash. You are nothing. And they believe it. Can you imagine that teacher telling them, you are amazing? You can do great things. All you have to do is embrace the central spirit of what burns within you. Now you take your time, you wait, you hold on to it. And any friend who tells you you're crazy for having that central spirit of what burns within you, if any friend who says that's stupid, they're not your friend. Therein is that secret to life. How do I know who my friends are? Boom, you know immediately your friends are the ones who embrace you the way you are and who champion your successes and comfort you in your loss, right? How many times have we hung out with people or gotten married to people who treated us like crap? But because we were so weak and, and lacking self-guidance and, and assurance that we stayed in those relationships, taking the abuse. Oh, I'm good for nothing. I deserve that. So how do, how, if a kid looks at you and, or is it your friend and they say, how do I embrace that spirit within me? And the way to do it is to live in truth. And how do we live in truth? Well, it's it's by speaking the truth, by not literally, literally, fundamentally, by not lying, it, 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 which we all tell small lies every day, perhaps, you know? I'm, I'm not talking about, you know, how do I look in this dress kind of thing and saying, oh, you know, it looks great. I mean, I, the truth might be miserably on the opposite end of that. But sometimes not lying is, is merely done by not opening your mouth, telling the truth, you know? So, and, and if we're, and, and here we are, we're all on our path toward, we're all going in that same place. We're all going to die. So if we're going to do something, we freaking might as well do that. We might as well aim for something that we believe in, right? Instead of, oh, you know, I think I need to be doing this or I think I need to, you know, you know, you know what the central spirit of your heart is. So many people spend the rest of their, their entire lives crushing it. I've had friends, some of my best friends who were artists or writers and and they gave it up because they, and that's fine they made their choice because they they were like well I 
I want a bigger house or I want a better car. I want to send my kids to private school. It's fine. I have no judgment about it. What I'm saying is I could never do that. And, and wow, you know, I, I, that, well, it cost me my marriage, I suppose, in a way. And I know my children listen to my podcast. I'm not saying I was a lech or anything, but, but I couldn't do anything but go after the person I was put on this planet to be. Jeez. But the one thing, at least, <laughs> at, at, at least, at least I was going after something, right? And why not? Why not go after something that means something true to who you are? And if you lose the person who you're married to because of it, then who cares? At least you're going after the right thing. And you can look in the mirror with dignity and integrity if you don't do anything malevolent or unkind or tell that person things that hurt them. And then your children can look you in the eye and know that you were real. The only way to live properly is not to lie to yourself or to others, to allow the truth to shine through, not, not, not to allow yourself to be condemned or judged by those who we pass by each day who are pissed off and angry because their lives suck worse than yours and they just want nothing more than to read about you failing. There's a lot of people out there like that. We don't hate them. The people who come from that place of truth and love don't hate them. We don't judge them. We just don't spend a lot of time in their presence. They're hurting too. They need hope. God knows every single student in that classroom needs hope. Every single person who goes unnoticed every day elsewhere, they cry for some level of understanding or encouragement that they are perfect. You know, and you tell them their lives will improve if they practice that, if they practice just living the truth, honoring what light burns inside of them. Never lying is a big challenge for some. I mean, holy crap, some people, that's all they do is lie. But, but how about just by not opening your mouth when you feel a lie coming on? That's a good start. That's a darn good start. So many have hopeless, you know, hopelessness in their lives. And, you know, when we start to embrace things that come from the truth of who we are and why we're put on this planet, we start to become, you know, s surrounded by people who are doing the same. I, I listened to this, this, this speech recently by Jordan Peterson, who, God, I'm just, this guy tells it like it is. Um, he says, he says something about we're always bettering, betting our life on something. And if you make a commitment to truth, your life straightens out. In that, we find a meaning. And now these are my words because I'm just rattling off. A conviction. We find dignity by undertaking something of importance in ourselves, in the core of who we are. Why God or source put us here. We literally change the world. One, for ourselves, but by coming into contact with the hundreds or thousands of people that we have known or that we know, 
they come into contact with a man or woman of dignity who is willing to lose or willing to be judged, willing to be shunned by people for living their conviction. And that is inspiring to students. That is inspiring to the people who have no hope. And when we treat ourselves as an entity that's worth something by just doing something so simple as not lying, we show ourselves respect. And in doing so, every day we grow in dignity and confidence. And so another thing that one time, one thing I heard from Jordan Peterson, he said, when you wake up in the morning, don't judge yourself on on the people you look up to or your idols. Look, judge yourself on the person that you were yesterday. That's That's really cool because we can't be what other people are. So, you know, I'm not ashamed to tell you, man, my life has been difficult at times. I was a complete screw up in business. I tried so many times. I was not a great husband. I didn't cheat. I wasn't a bad man. I, I never hit. But but damn, I, I wasn't a great husband. I, I, I just, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I was a damn good dad, you know? I, I, I lost it on my kids a few times. I mean, damn, I... But but for me, I felt like so many things like fell apart for me at times financially and, and even, you know, my brother committed suicide three months after my dad died of lung cancer. And we had just moved into our new house up in the Mount Washington Valley of New Hampshire. I was a complete and utter mess. And my wife at the time would walk into the kitchen and I'd be sitting there in front of the fire, in front of the wood stove, just staring. And she asked me how I was, and I couldn't even, I couldn't even talk. I couldn't even answer. And she would take my hand and say, "Stand up," and walk me down the driveway, the little pond near our house, just so I could go outside and reconnect with the trees and the grass and the air. Feel my toes in the grass, and and in so doing, I started to remember that life was going on despite my own suffering inside, despite my incredible loss, thinking, you know, my kids will never know my dad or my brother, you know, the way I knew him. And, you know, well, we still got divorced. <laughs> but God bless her. She deserves something so much more than I was able to give her at the time, you know. And so doing that, the the gift for me was that another human being looked into the wretch that sat there before her. And in the simplest act of taking my hand, showed me that even in the deepest depths of hell, there is, for lack of a better word, hope. Now, almost 15 years after that suicide of my brother, I've been just as broken many times in between then, and I'm sure I will be again working for myself and just following my passion. But, but at least now I look at his tragedy, the tragedy of losing, losing him as a miracle, as a gift. And e even, even in the evil, there's, there's beauty 
and 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 when when I accepted that, I was never angry with him. But by walking in that truth as one person at a time, we make this world more tolerable. We make it possible to ascend above this suffering and the death and and the reality of, that we will all one day die and lose those things that we love. We have to say goodbye to our dog or say goodbye to a, a parent. And, and if we lie, just one lie, we reject the foundation of what we are put here on earth to experience, this, this, this flame that was born within us, in our soul, this thing that will never be tampered, tampened. <laughs> we reject the core of our own being by lying, the true spirit of our existence. The essential core being is to stand straight in truth and accept that which is in us and to be be a person of dignity and honor and courage and not to lie and to tell the truth when we do open our mouths and speak. And as more and more people grow up and take responsibility for themselves, they help eradicate malevolence in the world just by keeping their own house clean, to borrow the words of Jordan Peterson. And when we do that, the world is going to be a better place. you'll visit my website eyesopenproductions.com go to contact please click on that I'd love it if you would follow me and I'll put you on my mailing list and check me out on iTunes and wherever you can find podcasts and I also have a YouTube channel that's got some kind of cool stuff on there you can see my funny face when I start to cry (laughs) and uh, YouTube if you hit search Baker Street with Tom Pollard it will come up I hope you'll subscribe to me I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. I hope I haven't shocked my children. (laughs) Maybe I should (laughs) block them from listening to this one. I love you all. Have a great day. I will indeed see you all real soon. If you're still here, thank you for visiting. I hope you'll take a moment to subscribe wherever you're listening, and I hope you'll also visit my Patreon page for exclusive content at patreon.com slash thehappinessquotient, and take a look at my YouTube page of the same name, where there are many Everest and music-related episodes as well as adventure content and interview snippets that can't be found here on the podcast. Thank you for being here. I hope you'll share this, leave me a review, a rating, and come back soon.